everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews speaking. Hey, it's the Time Man, and we have a special guest, DTVC, Matt Poirier. Hey, How's it that, going? Good, good. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> well, that sort of introduction kind yeah. of leads neatly into something you found at Goodwill yesterday. I sure did. Locked Down, the movie with Vinnie Jones and Kimbo Slice. Oh, man. Yeah, for a freaking dollar. <laughs> so, that, as I was saying, the time when we found it, I mean, that's the type of movie you don't really rush to the internet to buy. But if you happen to see it at Goodwill for a dollar, you go, oh, I'll get it. You know, I'm buying this. Yeah, because <laughs> they wear their tap out shirts in jail. There's that rap song, I'm going to pop your hood. <laughs> so, for that alone, I guess that's worth a dollar, right? I mean, I've never seen it, so you have to. Well, if you want to lose some uh, exciting brain cells, watch it today. It's like, <laughs> how about some unexciting brain cells? Can I lose those? <laughs> because no. I could lose those. I, I need to keep my exciting ones. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what do you remember from Lockdown? Boy, I mean, well, so first off, this is your classic um, death warrant ripoff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In this case, we've got was it? Is it Tony Sheena? Is that how you say? Is that how you say his name? Sheena. Sheena? I, Sheena, Sheena, I, I, I think don't, it's yeah. Sheena. It's kind of like John Cena, yeah, but but better. We we have we have him, which we we don't even know why we have. And then of course it's like like you said, it's like all kinds of USC stars, including the great Kimbo Slice, who uh, unfortunately is no longer with it. But it was like he was one that they were really trying to push because he was like a celebrity. Yeah, and, um, yeah he really pushed. He's barely in it, if I remember. He's like in a different part in jail at the end. Not really a spoiler. Yeah, it's like and then he pops someone's hood, hunting them. You got the DVD for this one. I think yeah. this is the one because so Daniel really is the um, is the director who um, he he's done some some Seagal films. He's uh, he works right now. He's working with Shogun Films to uh, to do like you know like they did Brenna Gates together and stuff like that. So he, he's a you know kind of a cool um, yeah uh, low budget director or something you know of, of, of that sort. But I think there's a a good um, commentary in here. It's funny you should mention that because I was going to wait till you're finished to mention that there is a commentary on the DVD with the director, Tony Sheena, and I think some other people. Yeah. Yeah. If this is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I I, want to say if this is the one I'm thinking of, it's like, I I don't know if this is the one, but they like, they they give you a whole sense of like what they were going for and everything. And oh, yeah, here we go. I listened to some of the commentary and I got the sense there was a genuine effort to put out a decent product. Um, you know, and that they didn't think their audience was stupid, which I guess is a good thing. It's just, you know, um, <laughs> I can only imagine what the result would have been if they thought that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but one of the things is they were trying to give us this idea that they um, like there, there's the punch fighting, you know, element of it. Right. Where they're, they're kind of fighting in the prison or whatever. And the crowd obscures the view of the fight. And um, one of the things yes. I thought was. Yeah, and and Zerilli actually says in the commentary that they wanted more extras for that scene, and I was like, really, you wanted more people blocking the, you know, it's like, it's like (laughs) the whole point of a movie, right? Especially when you're watching it on DVD at home. But the whole point, right? You're getting an unobscured view of of the proceedings, right? You're not somebody sitting in that crowd who's like, you know, getting, um, get get, you know, like it's it's uh it it, yeah, it's it's it's. It's an interesting idea that they had for this that, uh, um, you know, it's it's, it's when uh, when being an auteur goes wrong, I guess, or something like that. But um, but, um, but yeah. So, and let's um, not forget about Bai Ling as a prison guard. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great casting. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I think I was just uh, going to say what a great find it was. Goodwill. Oh, well, thank you. I just happened to see it. And then I finished up, Brett, this morning, the big gag. 
Right. So is, do you want to explain, explain what the that. big gag is? The big gag is an Israeli kind of like prank movie. <laughs> it's and, from the 80s and you found yeah. it by searching trans world entertainment on, on the Internet or on eBay. Yeah. And you this came up because yeah. they released it. Yeah, it's like, all right, what's this? So I, I finally finished it. It took a couple of days. And it's very st- – all the pranks are pretty dumb. It's like these, like, red people are pushing a train or – now I saw more of it. So, like, there's a fat lady and a llama and, like, there's, some, like, <laughs> someone sings Old MacDonald but they have the animals talk. And there's, like, a fake caveman. It's all very stupid. And but so there's those, a really catchy yeah, song, though. Yeah. Go ahead. And that's what – Counts as pranks in Israel, yeah, I guess. Someone, exactly. Someone yeah. Someone llama. Um, okay. Yeah, llama is like this. I didn't really laugh. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I think I think I laughed like one thing. Or there's like some guy with a mustache or something like that. It's like I have a bigger mustache, and it's like I need new shoes, but my foot's broken. It's just like <laughs> sounds very odd. Yeah, it's all very ridiculous. But the song is amazing. So it's they say when it's time to push a train, you're a part of the big big gag, and it's like, <laughs> and they sing it all the time. But it's it's part some of the part of the prank. It's like there's a caveman and he's coming after you. They smile, you're in the big big gag. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so the lyrics of of the song include the quote unquote pranks. pranks. Yeah. Ah. Like, <laughs> and this movie isn't on Letterboxd. No, I found the, it. Okay. I found it, but I had to, it's under like it's Israeli name, which I can't really pronounce. Oh. But I found it, so <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was okay, I guess. Oh, it also it was a fake uh, Queen of England. It was like pretending to do a dance with some guy with a mustache again, and it's just like, <laughs> what is this? How, I, mean, I, I don't know. And also, luckily, it was ten minutes shorter than advertised on the tape, so <laughs> that was also helpful. It was seventy-seven minutes when the credits rolled. Okay, so and there were less llamas this. and mustaches than you would have originally thought. I only care about llamas, Lorenzo yeah. style. It's like, so. <laughs> well, leave it to llamas. Oh, that's not what that show was called, right? Or yeah, it's it? called Leave It to Llamas. Okay. But what about the family Stallone, Matt? <laughs> I haven't. I saw commercials for that. I I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Leave It to Llamas of the yeah. new generation. I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, basically. So I saw some clips and it's all very dumb. It's just like Sistine Stallone uh, drops a box or something. It's like, this is what you have. And it's like, but I guess the big thing is that there's cameos by Dolph Lundgren and Al Pacino. <laughs> so yeah, so that's amazing. So all your favorite impressions are on the show. It's like, I know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you can do your own version. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah who needs to, for you to watch the show, you could create your the show would... yeah I, that was something i can create it's like, it was like <laughs> I so how do they almost... shoehorn these people like al pacino just shows up on his doorstep yeah i'm here yeah. or... ah, sliced alone big fan <laughs> but no i think they're like sitting at a cafe or something oh. you know because it's a reality show so you gotta film something is the daughter the barista like she is on <laughs> tulsa king which one was that? Was that Sistine? I don't know. Or was I, it Rose Stallone? Or? I don't know. I don't know how many Stallones are there. I don't There's know their a names. I, a lot of I them mean, have Rose for a middle name, apparently. Yeah. So yeah. Like, or Scarlet. I think the one's in There's Scarlet. a Scarlet, a Sophia. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at Sophia, the, the thing yeah. now. Apparently, Frank has two appearances. In, oh. oh. So I would be, you know, that would, it, it's interesting. I'm curious to see what Frank Stallone looks like because, you know, like, like currently because of how 
you know, sly, right? I mean, he's just got so much Botox that the top half of his face doesn't move at all. And he's got those weird eyebrow things too, that are, it's like, yeah. like the whole Stallone <laughs> thing. And, and like you said, it's like the mumbling too. It's like just imagining him pitching this, right? That he's just like in the. What is it, Sly? Obviously they had a commercial for this before Tulsa King. So I did yeah. see some of it and it kind of looks like Stallone didn't come up with this idea like he's just kind of going along for the ride and maybe doesn't even want to be doing it yeah that's kind of like the feeling i got i i don't i don't think he like ran to some producer and said hey i have a great idea or <laughs> i think he <laughs> yeah, said do yeah. that's the best i could do uh, <laughs> i think that the, probably the daughters or someone said we have an idea for reality show and he's like fine i think i understood that i I, I, we can do it on the Paramount Network. Yeah. I'm friends with them now. Yeah, That's right. yes. It's a loan to English dictionary. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. called it the Rosetta Stallone. It's, it's oh, right, Stallone. right. Yes. <laughs> Matt, do you have a Stallone impression? It's, it's, it's roughly like yours. It's, it's essentially, it's, it's that, that mumbling. It's like, that kind of sounds like a cassette that's like unspooling a little bit <laughs> that's what his voice sounds like anyway it's like somebody you know like when my when i was a kid um with my younger brother and sister uh they when they're they're you know toddlers they'd get a hold of my cassettes and like pull all the, the audio out and then oh. I have to get a pencil and, <laughs> yeah. and and I complained to my parents. My parents were like, well, you left it on the floor. I, I, suddenly my parents started to slice the phone. Hey, you left it on the floor. You left it on the floor. You left it on the floor. So because of the fact that you didn't lock your cassettes in like a bulletproof locked case, like they have right. the razors at Walgreens, then right. you, you were just cast your fate to the wind. Like anything that happens, happens. Right. It, it, that was that was 80s parenting, I believe. Right. 80s and the early it was just like, right. hey, you know, you, you deal with the consequences for not like having like everything that you own up like three feet off the ground um, where a, a toddler can't get to it. You're that was, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> one of those one of those 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 mentalities. Right. That now I don't even know. I don't know what parents would do nowadays, but they just buy another, I guess, because there's no cassettes. They don't have to worry about it. It's just like, you know, everything's downloaded so they don't have to worry. Uh, do you remember what cassettes got unspooled? The the biggest one was uh, Appetite for Destruction. I uh, remember all the you know saving up my um my my allowance for that one. Um, you know, being excited to buy it at Riches, which is a department store that we had in Portsmouth <laughs> at the time. Remember like the flyer? You know, you know, you get the flyer every week that would show you it was was on sale, oh, and there yeah. was the picture of Appetite for Destruction. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I had the flyer. That- I was like, oh, I can't wait to go buy this. And yeah, I had it, and um. Yeah, I, I I think I was looking at the liner notes and had it on the floor, you know, like just whatever. And um, or maybe it, I don't remember how it ended up on the floor. To be honest, I don't remember. But <laughs> wait, so, no, go ahead, go ahead, wait, sorry, okay. <laughs> Oh no, I was gonna say, but no, but it was like one of those deals where I I came into to the room and found like the audio, the the the, <laughs> the, the tape just completely pulled out of it. Nah. So I I think it was in good enough shape that like I could listen to most of it. I I don't remember. There were a couple songs that were a little bit off, like maybe like It's So Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but for the most part, it it was okay enough that I could listen to it still. Now, so that was, was that the one? Was it right? Yeah. So it's like what it would sound like. Hey, that's it. That's it. Well, if it was sped up, I guess. Now, was that the one with the cassette? It was side G and side R, or was that a different Guns N' Roses? Oh, I don't know. Was that Lies? It might have been Lies. It might have been Lies. I know at least one Guns N' Roses cassette did wasn't side A and B. It was side G and side R. 
Right, because Lies wasn't supposed. It was a, it was an EP, right? So it was only four songs, I think, or something like that. And so, right. yeah, I, that might have been Lies. That's a good point. I don't remember. Well, I always like when they do a, a different thing like that, where it's you know not side <laughs> right. A and B, but something else, and they get creative right. with it. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably Slash's yeah. idea. Um, probably. Yeah. Or is it Duff McKagan? Uh, it could be. Um, <laughs> by Duff McKagan. Awesome name. Besides Slash. Yeah. And Axl Rose. They have really three cool names in their yeah. band. <laughs> Am I missing yeah. any more GNRs? Brett? Well, yeah. Well, there's Izzy Stradlin, right? Yeah. Um, another great name. Um, there's Gilby Clark. And yeah. um, well, Gilby took over for Izzy, right? He, Gilby took over. For Izzy. Yeah, not all at the same time, but that right. that was he was in. And also uh, Stephen Adler, wasn't he the drummer? Yeah. Right. And then he was replaced by was it Matt Soren? Matt that- Sorum. Yeah. Yeah. Sorum. Heard, yeah. yeah. I think he went on to be in the cult. If I'm not mistaken. And a lot of or, things. Or he was from the cult. I think Matt Sorum oh. was from the cult. And, oh, okay. But I think it was like one of those deals where like he was from the cult. They pulled him from the cult. And then because Axel was so all over the place with like the band that he could just go back and work with the cult. Yeah, that's to. kind of my memory of it. He <laughs> right. would go back to the cult and you know, it's like I can't deal with these Guns N' Roses crazies anymore. Right. Let's uh, not forget when Axel Rose fought Tommy Hilfinger. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was an amazing moment in our culture. Yes. Yeah, like Axel Rose like doing a karate chop motion and. Tommy Hilfinger might have been scared or also was doing a cry chop motion. And, and just like, so you, just so the audience knows, A, that's a real incident. And yeah. B, you're saying Hilfinger on purpose because yes, that's what yeah. you call him. Yeah, that's not a, a mistake. Hilfinger. You you call him a Tommy Hilfinger, which yeah. it should be uh, in all fairness. It's, it's right there. It sounds that's more natural. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it, it also Hilfinger, there's, <laughs> there's no like way that it could possibly – merge into a, a, a racial slur is a really bad word that you right. don't want to say. Yeah, so you can't say that. That's right. Well, so that's why means, I'm all, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> have that bad sound to it either, I think. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm usually afraid to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. I got to be really <laughs> careful, you know, really careful. You, you know what the thing is about that word, right, is that it's supposed to be like these these cookies, right? And so it's supposed to be Schwarzen as mm-hmm. one word and then Egger as the second <laughs> word, right? Uh-huh. But because of the way Germans <laughs> do these compound words all the time, they put it all together into yeah, one thing. Together. So, because Schwarzen is is like that's how black. you say black, right. right? And then with the adjective, you know, you use the, it's like the case form, you know, the en on the end. So it's that's the problem is that it, it's supposed to be like these these cookies or something, or, or, or I don't know, it's, it's some meal or something that he's named after. Because that's the other thing too is that in Germany when um when Napoleon conquered Germany. Everybody had to have a last name. So people started picking these really ridiculous ones, not realizing that these would be the last names that people would have for for generations. Um, I think the, the one that my professor told me about was uh, the name somebody's name translated to puke in the corner. Um, and, and that was one that even like the Germans thought was funny, like that, that like for them, they've heard so many ridiculous ones that puke in the corner was the one that was like, you know, so. But yeah, anyway, so in his case, it's actually not such a bad one. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's not even supposed to be that word um, yeah. or it's not supposed to be like what we think of it as, you know. And also in the many times when I'm talking about Winnie the Pooh, I, I really try to shy away from any discussion of Tigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You I just care about Pooh's Hemphalump movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember that when that came out, and it was uh, they were trying to generate some some poo interest. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was. I, that, that's what they were doing. I think the interest in Winnie the Pooh had, he had wear, dimmed. He should wear pants, but I guess they don't have Winnie the Pooh pants. So it's yeah, like well, so it's same thing with Donald Duck and all the Disney characters. Yeah. And maybe so they don't want to draw it. I think that's why. Yeah. 
What's always interesting about these animals not wearing pants, right, is that when when they go to, like, the the pool, like, when they go swimming, then they've got swim trunks on. Yeah. So they can do that. Right, right. Right. It's always interesting. We had a a mascot at the University of Maine called Bananas. Um, Uh, He was, like, hmm. a bear. And oh. he, like same thing, right? He would always just wear like I think he just always wore like a, a a jersey. But then when he would do a strip tease, he had boxer shorts on when he did the strip tease routine um, in between periods. So well, that says everything you need to know, really, about right, exactly. about Jeff Fahey, which is uh, today's topic. <laughs> what a segue! Yeah, how about that segue? Uh, so we've we've come up with a, some a list of. I, are there favorite Jeff A. movies or, or just ones no. we want to bring to light That's a little? That's a great question. <laughs> They're definitely favorites because, like, I, I yeah, pick some, I that, some are, that, yeah. that are are probably not objectively good necessarily. That mm-hmm. I yeah. Enjoy, yeah, same. So. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's, this is always personal choice, personal favorites. Right. I mean, he's probably done some excellent material that we're not going to be talking about today. Well, he has over 100 credits. So. Yeah. Um, and I you're going to shoot us with some Fahey fat? I, I, well, yeah, I do have a little bit of background. Uh, again, I'll try not to uh, spend too much time on it. But um, he was born on November 29th, 1952. Um, so, you know, I don't know if we can do the math on um, on his age. But uh, he was born 71 oh, or he's going to be 71. OK, thank you. And uh, he was born math. in Olean, New York. One of 13 children of Jane Gallagher and Francis Thomas Fahey worked in a clothing store. He is of Irish descent. His family moved to Buffalo when he was 10, where he attended Father Baker's High School. After graduation in 1972, he traveled around the world doing odd jobs. He was a crewman on a fishing boat, drove an ambulance in Germany, uh, lived in a, on a kibbutz in Israel, and spent some time in India. He then returned to Buffalo and joined the Studio Arena Theater. From there, he went to New York City, where he studied with Mira Rostova, began doing off-Broadway theater and television soap operas. He started a production company and produced off-Broadway shows out of the Raft Theater on Theater Row. Um, so we can he, he drove an ambulance in Germany. We were just having a discussion about German last names and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he lived on a kibbutz in Israel. We were just talking about the big gag in Israel. Yeah, a, so connections interesting connections there. Um, so who I wants guess. to go first? Matt, you want to go first on this one? Yeah. So my first one, talking about ones that are maybe not necessarily good. Um, mm. My first one is an erotic thriller called Cold Heart. Um, oh, and I don't know if either of you have seen it. Interesting choice. Kinski? Yeah, yeah Natasha choice. Kinski. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what is it? I can't really think of her name. Is it? It's Hudson? Or no, it's... um. I could look this up if you would like. You could uh, Hudson, yeah. It, it, it's Hudson, Hudson Lake, I think. Or, it's the one who played oh. Kalista on... Um, on uh, lost um she's she's in it as well and then josh holloway i think he was he no, sorry josh holloway's lost kalista would be xena sorry i'm getting my, my tv shows already mixed up oh, but okay. but yeah but it's one of those erotic thrillers that it it's not necessarily good i mean the idea behind it is jeff fay he plays a psychiatrist and josh holloway is like this criminal who's in a mental institution and and fay he takes a shine to him and uh gives him a job at his do- his wife's uh business which from a psychiatrist standpoint, it's just like all kinds of bad. Like psychiatrists generally don't get involved with their their patients' lives to that degree. Um, it's more just like here's well, our session, right? Yeah, here's our session. Let's talk about things and let's call it good. And it's almost like like I don't even think like Jeff Fahey as a psychiatrist would even want to say hi to Josh Holloway if he bumps into him in the grocery store, <laughs> let alone getting his you know giving having his wife give him a job. And then of course, right, she's not happy with Fahey, uh, and and so then she 
you know, has a thing for Josh Holloway, but remember, he's a killer. So, you know, suddenly it's like, you know, that that whole thing of like the woman getting involved with the guy. So it, it, it has like all the, the, the notes of a good like Saturday afternoon time killer, I guess. I mean, that's that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like a classic E.T. erotic thriller yeah, no, set up. You know, you got the psychiatrist or the women and then there's a killer. And it's before. it seems like a really good E.T. kind of yeah. setup. Yeah. I and haven't seen this movie, but that's what it sounds like. I to me. saw it a while ago because I've seen a lot of fades in my life. <laughs> and that's a good uh, segue to mine, which is also an erotic thriller, which is Women of Desire. Mm, okay. Uh, Jeff Fahey and uh, Robert Mitchum and Stephen Bauer. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it is Robert Mitchum's best work <laughs> well. as Walter J. Hill, the lawyer. Right. Yes. <laughs> I Okay. I remember this now. I mean, it's kind of a movie on a screen. Oh, and Bo Derek, of course. She's the right. woman of desire. Right. <laughs> and she's yes. like posing on a bike naked or something. And yeah. I got and it's from Vidmark. So do, 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 do. <laughs> right. So that's what you remember. The Vidmark <laughs> theme song. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, it was, it was good. I remember enjoying it for what I, it was. Am I remembering this wrong? Or you don't actually get a ton of Fahey in this movie. It's. He's like a hmm. he's like a side character. He's a side right? character kind. Of. I think you get more Bauer. Yeah, I think this is more about the Bauer and Bo Derek and even uh, I think Mitchum uh, get the more Mitchum yeah. Uh, yeah. relationship and well, and Fahey is this is my memory. I could okay. be off on this, but I, I think I remember watching this and saying, you know, where's where's the Fahey? And that's probably <laughs> how I said it in that voice. You have in that accent. same voice. I'm not hey, sure what yo, voice that is. It's, yeah, it's a little Stallone. It's a little I don't know what. But I'm walking I mean, over here. You know. Yeah. So, um, so again, I could be wrong, but I seem to remember Fahey being more of a side character in this. Well, I I did that one on, on purpose because I have three honorable mentions that were a little bit predictable, which you can oh. almost kind of guess. Well, why don't we do the honorable mentions after the list? Well, absolutely. Yeah. And I think. I'm trying to remember more to this movie. Um, oh, it's I know like that, a tropical setting. They're on like yeah, an tropical. island. Right. Yeah, so they're, I mean, yeah. I remember Robert Mitchum's credit is like in a rectangle. Oh, like, oh, he gets a rectangle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He gets, yeah he, next to the title. Look, look at the cover here. Um, is he yeah. in a rectangle? Yeah, I'm watching because, you know, it's one of those deals where they show you the trailer. Yeah, um, which IMDb does a lot. You know. Right. So I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, this is starting to make sense. It's like, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where it's like. It's the part of the reason why Fahey's not in it so much, right? I think it's because he goes to jail. He's like framed. Right? Yes, yeah, he's right. framed. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus it would have seemed weird if it said like Robert Mitchum is the woman of desire. Like that wouldn't work, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> That'd be very odd. That would be. So they, so you know, good solution. Give him the triangle, or not the I triangle. Wish. Well, <laughs> the uh, he should watch the triangle, Dan Cortez. But no, the uh, the rectangle. <laughs> Freaking himbos. Oh wait, it was Himbo's Vengeance, right? Um, grind yes. Himbo's Vengeance. That was yes. <laughs> that was one of your wacky ideas. <laughs> I have some more wacky ideas for no subject part. Was it part nine? <laughs> or, or is it part eight? I don't remember. It but it's, eight, it's getting up there. We're gonna get the ten this year, I think. That's gonna be the goal. Oh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> well, it's actually right. really difficult to figure these goofy ideas. <laughs> All right. So, any more to say about Woman of Desire? Uh, no, but I do want. Well, one more thing about Robert Mitchum is I wish he was still around now because he would be in the Street to Videos in the late nineties too. Oh, yeah. And he's oh, like, he definitely would, because he was already oh. kind of doing it. I mean, he was, you know, doing these appearances in these direct-to-video movies in the later 80s and early 90s. I think Backfires, like a fire uh, man comedy, fireman comedy, Kathy Ireland. Uh, and uh, never saw that one. It looked pretty dumb. Because, you know, he's in Dead Man, the Jim Jarmusch movie. 
Oh, yes. You remember that, Brett? Yeah. Um, I've seen it, but I I think I saw it when it came out. I don't really remember. It's like, and Johnny Depp has a really stupid suit on. If you're wearing some checkered suit, you know, it's black and white, but he still looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, are you sure you're not thinking of the Lone Ranger? <laughs> what, does he play Tonto in that? Uh, but, <laughs> I never uh, saw it. But I actually hear, like, someone gets their heart ripped out in the Lone Ranger movie. It's kind of violent for for was that Disney? I don't, yeah, Disney. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna watch it, but I I moved up to about two percent interest because of that. Instead of uh, one, it, for all the bad things you always said or you thought it was. Well, actually, it was zero. Now I moved up to two. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, out of a hundred. Out of a hundred percent interest, two yeah, percent. Okay. So. Well, and also I I I guess I have to mention that Robert Mitchum is from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Where mm, um, nice. where we just were yesterday uh, at the archive. The archive. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, where I bought Undefeatable. And I bought Undefeatable. I sure well. did. Oh, the Vader yeah. Syndrome release. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. I just released that. And Matt, I enrolled you in college. So you start Monday. <laughs> <So it's> like... <laughs> and also there's a new version, like an alternate yeah. version. Um, and it has a commentary by Rothrock. A full commentary on Undefeatable by our buddy Rothrock. Wow. Yeah, because I saw the ads. Like, people were talking about it. Because somebody actually – somebody had the audacity on Twitter to say, like, like how horrible it was that Vinegar Syndrome was, was releasing. They, they were calling the movie trash, but undefeatable. Oh, and um, it's like I, – I don't know that there's – you know, yes, it's low budget and has some, some goofy aspects to it. But I don't know that there's anything that's, like, less trash than that one. I mean, do these people know what Vinegar Syndrome does? I mean, they, <laughs> I mean Vinegar Syndrome has released some uh, – some, some questionable crux. things, yeah. yeah. So th- and this yeah. is not even close to, to that. <laughs> it's it's right. top of the heap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. And, also, and also, was it Robert Mitchum where you know he was famed for being laconic, as they say, not really talking a lot? And was it Larry King? He was like on Larry King, and like oh, probably around the time of Woman of Desire. And Larry King said, "Well, I bet I can't get you to say more than three words in this whole interview." And then he goes, <laughs> "You lose." <laughs> All right, I'm going to look that up after we do this recording. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Mitchum. Um, that's amazing. So it's oh, so that's number five. And oh. Matt, what is your number four? Yeah, and two other quick things about this movie. Oh, uh, go ahead. Directed by Robert Ginty, which uh, oh. I didn't realize. Uh, I forgot Ginter. about that. Forgot about yeah. that too. And also something I didn't realize because I, I wouldn't have known this watching it the first time it has Ted LaPlatt in it. Um, mm. the, oh, our buddy from Blood. Uh, no, from uh, American Kickboxer One or American and, Kickboxer uh, One and To the Death. To the day. And, uh, yeah, so. and uh, he was the Owen Wilson of his day. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. wow. There you go. I haven't done that one in a while. So. Yeah, we haven't had any cause for Owen to come back. Right. But, you know, exactly. if he comes up in conversation, you know. I will yeah. do it. Yeah, those are good interesting facts. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot. It was directed by Robert Ginty. Yeah, yeah. no idea. I'm going to watching well, this. Because at the time, it, you know, watching this one, you know, when I did, I don't, I, I'm trying to, I don't remember when I would have seen this, but wouldn't, wouldn't it cross my mind as being a big deal that Ginty directed it? I wouldn't have thought anything out of it. And Ted LaPlatt, I wouldn't have had any reason to think he was anything special either, you know, because I don't think I, because I hadn't seen American Kickboxer at that point. So, well, yeah, these are things that come along later in your kind of direct to video journey. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't it's have, a and plus, journey. And plus, when I didn't, well, we did the, it was called Ginty More Beef Stew, right? Right, we, right. Yeah. We didn't really talk about his behind the camera stuff. So right. it that's wouldn't have come true. up. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'll have to re listen to that, or maybe it must have been a passing mention. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember at all. But my so. guess would be no, that no, we didn't okay. mention it. <clears throat> but I don't know. Could be. No idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, no so. remembrance. 
Go ahead. Oh, so yeah, Matt, what is your number? My number four. four so I went back to number the, four, Fahey. I know it sounds like a, <laughs> yeah, my four, yes. like a rhyme. I went back to the Fahey erotic thriller well for uh, for sketch artist. Um, ah, yeah. I I think for me again, this one's a little bit better than Cold Heart, but also it's a little bit more iconic in that that erotic thriller uh, field. You know, him and Sean Young. I don't know that I'd say they have great chemistry, but um, but it's, it's you know it worked for that time. Um, also has Drew Barrymore, who was kind of trying to sort of revive her career at that point. She hadn't quite gotten to the the full reviving at that point. I mean, she was young too. It in, in she was 92. getting there, but she had to make these cruds. You know, not right. that's a crud movie. We know what I mean. No, but Sketch I don't. Artist, you... Gun Crazy, uh, Doppelganger, The Evil Within. Oh, yeah. oh uh, No Place to Hide, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can call this crud in that sense. It's like, I mean, yeah. it, but it's like fun crud, I guess. Right? Yeah. You know I mean? Well, the best kind. Right. Best kind of crud. Fun crud. Yeah, J- James Tolkien's in it as well. But, you uh-huh. know, the Fahey that you get at this time, I mean, I mean, again, it's this whole idea with the erotic thriller, right, that there's always some sort of, like, hook that's supposed to make it unique. And this one is the idea that uh, a, a, crime, you know, a criminal sketch artist, right, is, like, somehow this really cool guy who's going to unlock a murder and – you know, it's it's very young Fahey. Even though he's not that young in the movie, he's like I guess he would have been like in his late 30s. But he, you know, he he looks very like of that time. You know, with the hair and I mean, I mean, he looks like he could have been uh, guesting on an episode of of Silk Stockings or something mm-hmm. like that. Wouldn't um, that be great? I know. And to quote Chris Lorenzo, see ya. <laughs> right. He says it to every criminal like at the end of the episode, like yeah, John Jones went to jail. See ya. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah, he, that that show. It's you know, another, you know, that was like that show was like almost like the erotic thriller TV show. Well, yeah, I think that was yes. the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah. Look at, I watched every episode, but it it got a little repetitive after a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like it was like great. Sunday night appointment viewing, kind of like it was because it was like Sunday nights on USA. I think um, they would do new episodes. Oh, let's go I, back I, to I, that. Definitely remember USA being on USA. I. I don't remember the night but that's impressive that you remember that yeah i remember like being like i gotta watch it and then of course like they you know they got rid of um rob estes and um mitzi capture and they yes, replaced them no, okay. with a, a we always called kane's wussy son from uh kung fu the legend continues um <laughs> i can't remember that guy's name like noth i think or no 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 noth was a. Was Chris uh, Knopf? Chris Knopf. No, that's not him. It was, a, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like Peter something. I don't know, but he was, yeah. yeah. He, he oh, took Peter, a that was uh, Qui Gon Jin's son, right? In Kung right, Fu, right. the series. Yeah. Or <laughs> was that his name? Yeah. yeah. We, we always called him, we always called him Kane's wussy son because when you watch these episodes of Kung Fu The Legend Continues, he would always get beaten up by the, the, the rough guys. And a lot of times, like, Kane would have to come in and save him. But I think it was, because I think they wanted to make it seem like, one, like he wasn't this really great martial artist, but two, like the bad guys were somewhat good, right? Because they could beat up, you know, or like these people aren't perfect and they get beat up. But but it was always just seemed like he was the one getting beat up all the time. And yeah, it was limited martial arts in season two, by the way. Yeah. It's like, uh, where's my punching? <laughs> um, <laughs> was it um, Peter Kane? The character? Yes. Kane, that's his yeah. Yeah. Peter, uh, Chris yeah. Potter. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Chris Potter. If it, if it was Chris Potter on Soak Stockings. Right. He took. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, I didn't realize his name was Chris Potter. Sometimes I, I thought he had a better name than that. So I'm not that it's a bad <laughs> name, but but I thought it was like very kind of rothish or toffish or you know I don't know. There's no Eric Knees. You know? Right. Well, what is? You can't go around comparing everyone to Eric Knees. That's that's because you'll you'll get cut off at the knees. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Ty, what's your number? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, anything else to say about sketch artists? Which I saw a long time ago. I don't. I need to rewatch and sketch artists too. The hand that sees, right? Right. With Courtney Cox, where she's like the twist on that one, right, is that she's blind. So ah. he has to be a sketch artist creating a face. 
of someone who the woman hasn't seen, right? Um, so just yeah, total trip. Also, didn't realize Silk Stockings was co-created by by Stephen J. Canal. So um, or was created. Oh yeah, by, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah. He, but um, he threw yeah, that, that paper, paper again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I um. Yes, I don't know. The sketch artist is just one of those ones, right? It's like, like you think of like, like if you kind of think of like the the series, like there's Night Eyes, um, uh, Bedroom Eyes, the, right? Bedroom. What was the one that um didn't um Tweedster have a a, a series? It was Hotline. Hotline. That's more like yeah. She was like she introduced. It's kind of like Red Shoe Diaries. But yeah. I mean, he's talking about a movie series. There was indecent behavior. Yeah. But I assume we'll be talking right, about all this when we do an erotic thriller podcast. So yeah, you know. we're, so we'll try to get that up and running soon. Yeah, but it, I do. Was, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say go it's ahead. an interesting thing to think about Fahey is that like you know we always you know Tweed of course is like the queen of the erotic thriller, but Fahey in that '90s period it's almost like he takes you know the I don't know if you call it success from Lawnmower Man because he was doing these things before Lawnmower Man. He's just he's it's like he gets in a couple erotic thrillers and suddenly it's just like. Hey, let's just throw him in a, in a in a jean jacket and unbutton his shirt a little bit and feather his <laughs> hair, give him some five o'clock shadow, and he's good to go, you know. And um, yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, in the '90s, erotic thrillers were the thing. I mean, those yeah. those are the movies that were being made. So if you were an actor, uh, you're probably going to be in one because they were just yeah. they were around. <laughs> and that well. was like the hot, the hot style of the day. So yeah, and I think he was in some other ones, but I I can think of one. Fire, but... It might be on someone's list, so I don't want to say. Oh, Backfire yeah. is not on my list. Then oh, I'm not thinking of another one that he was. Oh, in. there's okay. there's a. So you bought on Blu-ray, Ty, and it's. Oh, Serpent's uh, Kiss. Yeah. Serpent's I didn't kiss, want to say like it, that. but if you're gonna say it, then go for no, it. No, I didn't watch it, and yeah. I, I, oh, Serpent's I, Lair. Serpent's, Serpent's Lair. Thank you. Oh, Serpent's Lair. Yeah. Yeah. We, he played. He plays <clears> Tom. <throat> nice name, title. Tom. But, well, <laughs> it's kind of like the whole I, Chris Potter thing or whatever. It's. I do want to mention one thing about. Silk Stockings and Stephen J. Canal. So he writes the dialogue. So he says, all right, Chris Lorenzo, see ya. And he flips the paper over. <laughs> yeah. Done for the day. <laughs> yep, that's his day of work right there. Yeah. He gets paid a lot of freaking money to do it. Yeah, on a, on a nice typewriter, I see him like just typing in those last, last type- words. Maybe he still has, oh, he's gone. But I mean, before yeah. he died, maybe you know, he still has it somewhere. Oh, that typewriter, that's got to be worth money. Like that's for us, right? For yeah, people the million dollar typewriter. I think, doesn't Tom Hanks like steal and borrow and buy typewriters? We had Stephen J. Cannell's typewriter. Oh, oh you wonder. Yeah. yeah. I could see so him being a Rockford Files fan that, that, you know, that would be his reason for wanting to get that. Because, you know, is, we're talking about, oh, what was the character you said around his, he plays Tom or something? It's like a really oh, boring so, game. Yeah, yeah, boring. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like Chris Potter on um, Silk Stockings. His name's Chris Potter, which everyone was very underwhelmed mm-hmm. with. And he right. plays Tom Ryan. Yes. Yeah, so that's, it's just yeah, like, that's, a, that's it. It's like yeah. really boring. Like you need yeah. a you need a little more pizzazz in the name, you know, like well, a name like Mitzi well, Capture. I mean, that, well, now, now we're yeah, talking. I, I have a great name from Jay Faye in, in one of my list movies here, but not until number three. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, 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 I'm just yeah. say it. No, no, no. Wait till we get okay. to it. I would think would be better. So, but where are we on the list? We're at number, so, I'm at number four. Yes, it's your four. Yeah. Which is Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is one I was close to. So, and actually, mm. uh, yeah, w- w- if we wanted to get into this later, but but the chat GPT's list, um, yeah. If we, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah you, have a do chat, that. you have a chat GPT. Uh, yeah. Jeff Faye list. Jeff Faye right, list. Yeah. So that's right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Die, Dark Man, Die, great title or subtitle for the movie i remember when it came out i thought wow that's really cool like i i really like that it's because it's kind of funny but it's also <clears throat> appropriate to the tone of the dark man series and i thought that was really good 
And it, it was, and you didn't get a repeated title like that until many years later with Run Lola Run. Yeah, and of course, excessive force two, force on force. Yes, yeah, so well, that's a triple. <laughs> well, not excessive force two, excessive force on excessive force. I mean, it's like. <laughs> well, I, I, that's the only movie I can think of where they repeat a word three times. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna top that. No. But um, what's good about Dark Man three is that he plays the villain in that. You know, it's fighting uh, our buddy Vosloo. And he does a he does a great job. He's like a kind of a spirited, you know, high comic book energy performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, very in keeping with the tone of Darkman. Yeah. He, he knew what he was in. You know, it's like okay, I'm gonna go for this. Well, I always like it when actors uh, go for it. You know, so if you go for it, even if it's not 100% quote unquote successful, just the fact that you put in the energy and you went for it, uh, that's something I like to see. Totally yeah. agree, Matt. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, so this is one I I haven't been I I. I I don't remember if I did end up seeing this one. Mm. Um, so it's probably why it's not on my list as well. But I, you know, I think, you know, Fahey getting in on the, you know, again, in the, you know, we, we think of now of like these sort of DTV sequels being a big thing, you know, on, on streaming and stuff like that. But they were big in the nineties in kind of a different way. Cause like in the nineties, they almost like sort of tried to carry on the story. Whereas like now it's just sort of like, let's grab a script and just tack um, a franchise to it. But I think you're right. Like, like for Fahey, at this period of time, he was probably looking at it as like, if I do really great here, it's going to catch on. Or, you know, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to kind of keep propelling me into the bigger roles that I'm looking for. And uh, like you said, he just goes for it. Yeah, and and because from what I remember, it, it yeah, it's DTV, but it's really really close to theater quality. It's like the I think closest it, you're gonna get. Like so I think they really at that time, especially with certain things like that, were. It went DTV, but it's like they didn't skimp and it doesn't look cheap necessarily. It's like, OK, it's D- yeah, it might might be DTV, but maybe in an alternate universe, maybe it wouldn't be. You know, it's it still has that high quality level. Yeah. Let's see. So what is your number three, Matt? So actually, it's, it kind of dovetails, interestingly, with, with you talking about Fahey being a great villain, because my number three is actually Lethal Tender. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, that's his number two. Oh, it's your number two. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the thing I, I, I that really strikes me about Vahey and Lethal Tender is that you know, Lethal Tender is really like Busey and Kim Coates, you know, Gary Busey and, and, and Kim Coates really getting after it as baddies. And it's almost like Jeff Fahey's a great straight man. And, you know, when you think of like great comedy, you know, the straight man is the one who doesn't always get the credit, but they do such a great job of like right. facilitating. Yeah, uh, so it's quality. crucially important, yeah. but yeah, go, it's it's invisible. Which if you're doing a good job, which he does, right? right. David Chase, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know the whole fly in the ointment. You know, like one of my biggest rules about action movies is don't let the plot get in the way. But like Busey and Coates are so good that it's okay to let them let the plot get in the way, like because they were they're just so great in it. But it's like almost like Fahey is like, yeah, I'm just going to be this sort of standard one note uh, good guy and let those two really get after it. And almost almost in a way, it makes it more his film by letting them do their thing in it. If that interesting, you know. interesting observation. Yeah. I yeah. mean, cause it would be very easy and maybe somewhat accurate to write this off as a, yet another diehard in a movie, as we call them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's diehard in what a water treatment plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you know, like you said, we have these powerhouse performances from Busey and Coates. And then we have the kind of the cool performance from, yeah. you know, it's like, hot, it's like the McDLT. It keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool. <laughs> that's, so it, that's what we get with Faye. He has a really cool suede jacket from what I remember, yes. which yes, goes yes. a long way. And, um, he, you know, he's on the case, which 
We made up a song. Which, which is, Ty, take it away. Chase on the case. You got your lethal tender. Yeah. <laughs> so that could have been in a commercial or something. And uh, so – and also David Chase is also the name of a TV creator. Didn't he uh, make The Sopranos? And he did, thing? yes. Yeah, so – but this is the original David Chase. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's – and plus, it has a cool title. It's not legal tender. It's lethal tender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's obviously some thought went into that. So, you know, as far as, you know, There's the DTV diehard movies, I I will maybe rank this up there. I think we've talked Cracker about Jack that and Skyscraper. Cracker Jack 2. And Cracker Jack 1. You know, T.I.G. Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah, TIG is in it. But but this is – there's something to this, you know. That's amazing. That we almost had a full ma- full on match there. Yeah. So that doesn't happen too often. I, 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 I was surprised. Cause I was like, I was like, I I feel like I, I thought I was gonna have to like kind of almost defend. It. And I don't want to say defend. No. The I was gonna have to like no. explain it. And then for you to say, oh, actually, we had it number two. So you <laughs> yeah. you even went even like further than me on it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. There's no need to explain your love for Lethal Tender. Yeah, it's no. not not necessary. You never have to defend it. It's a great movie. <laughs> It shouldn't be right. Like no, it shouldn't be. It's, it's, no, it really shouldn't. Like based on I everything, it. It, yeah, it it just works for whatever you know. Well, not for whatever reason. It's because you know Coates and Busey are so good, and then um, yeah, like I said, I think yeah. Fahey doesn't overdo it. Like he kind of knows where the, the their butt is bread. Their butt is breaded. His their bread is buttered. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, no, but, but it's true, and um, it, you. You like the character of David Chase, like he makes you like him, and you and you care about what happens, and that's that's what a good actor does. You know, yeah. he does it well. So my number three is the movie with Jeff Favre, the cool name Free Fall, where he plays Dex Dellum. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it, but oh, it's good. And it also has our bro Eric Roberts. Oh, so, so it's Eric Roberts and Jeff Favre. So. So what happens in Free Fall? Is that like one of those rock climbing movies or something? Basically, That's always kind of what I thought it was when I was like it It's like a, it like a skydiving movie in a way. Oh, Eric diving. Roberts is kind of a nut. He's the villain, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait, I know I have to remember who's the villain. Who's but the villain. It's, it's like Drop Zone? Yeah. Or? It's like Drop Zone, but, you know, in the woods. Or Cutaway. Yeah. Cutaway. Cutaway. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, cutaway God. maybe is more of an apt more, or more accurate because yeah, that's DTV. it's a decent movie it's like it's one of these uh kind of early new image movies and you it's fun though because it's it's a perfect kind of action movie to watch in the afternoon like you mentioned about the uh, women desire or uh what's the one you said <laughs> oh cold heart cold heart thank you yeah. it's yeah. perfect for like 1 p.m it's like <laughs> wow you even have a time yeah. 1 p.m well, between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the 1 p.m. Saturday block. Because yeah. what, what ends up happening, right, with that 1 p.m. Yeah. Saturday block in, in, the, in the, the early 2000s is it becomes like TNT new classic where you just expect to see like, you know, Armageddon or, you know, uh, Shawshank Redemption or something or like Titanic. that. Yeah. Right, Titanic, right? Those are things that like, like TNT would just cram in, you know, they, you know, yeah, at any, you know, um, Fugitive, all those movies would be in there. But like, if you're looking through cable, right, you're kind of trying to find your own thing in there. You know, in the past, those would be, you know, direct-to-video kind of things. And there's kind of – there's a kind of a – I don't know. There's something about that that's a little bit nicer to just, like, you know, watch a free fall or something like that. Oh, I agree point. more. And, and if you watch the preview channel, you definitely see that a movie like Free Fall would be, if not 
aired somewhere, but there might even be a trailer for it in the upper oh, right hand corner of the well, screen. You're waiting for the your the check on Nickelodeon or MTV to scroll. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I missed it. No. Yeah, but you get to <laughs> watch to some wait. great trailers for Hologram Man and Galaxis. I remember yeah. that vividly and Virtuosity. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good example of that. But, so I think yeah, I'm we, seeing that Free Fall is kind of a cool movie. I need to kind of rewatch it. Um, I think I have a copy, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I know you so, have a copy of Lethal Tender, so you can yeah, I sure that. do. I, need, I have a screener of, a, of another movie on it. Matt, it's also with the movie called End of Summer, and has Peter Weller. It's like one of these like Britishy dramas, but it's kind yeah. of <laughs> but it's together with Lethal Tender on one yeah, of those I tapes. It's one of those double tape things. Yeah, that's really well, funny. not a double tape. It's like two movies it's one on tape. one tape. Two, it's two screeners on one tape. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One other quick thing about Free Fall that, again, right. didn't realize, Ted LaPlatt is in this as well. So, <laughs> Well, Ted LaPlatt, was, uh, he was on the scene at this time. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You know, I was like, I don't, who is this this Owen Wilson wannabe that I'm seeing in, in American <laughs> That came before Owen Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. that became before <laughs> Owen Wilson. Exactly. Who, who, Owen Wilson is Ted LaPlatt wannabe. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure he got all that criticism when he first came on the scene with Bottle Rocket and such. It's like, who's this yeah. Ted LaPlatt guy? Right. Like, this guy yeah. Ted LaPlatt guy. <laughs> that'd be great if somebody wrote a review about Bottle Rocket and they're like, I liked him better when he was Ted LaPlatt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be pretty, you know, quick like a, to, like, like, he first came, oh, but Ted LaPlatt. Like, Ted just LaPlatt. immediately yeah, makes that connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, moving on. Um, well, now, I already did too because it was Lethal Tender. Right, so but we're at Matt's number three. So three? My number three. two. No, because my two. number three is Lethal Tenders. Yeah, yeah. So my number two is the sweeper. Um <laughs> so. right. yeah, that's not that's not an honorable mention. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I would I, I just couldn't make it in the top five because he's not in it a lot. Yeah, uh, I get, yeah. Yeah, I think for me it was that that <laughs> opening scene was just so strong. Yeah. That that I, I it because the thing about that opening scene for me, I think that that does it. Why why I put this number two. And, and why, yeah, like, I, I could totally see why you'd have it as, as an honorable mention, because I, I definitely can get behind that. Yes. Trust me, I love The Sweeper. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not a matter of loving the movie. Yeah, no, no, itself, for sure. Love it. I'm seeing how much Fahey you get on this one. Yeah, I think what it was was his performance was so great at the beginning that you believe why C. Thomas had, and not that a movie like The Sweeper, like, you need to believe his motivations at all, because, you know, the action is so fantastic that I don't really care what, necessarily what his motivations are, but... It it is so crazy, like that opening chase scene is so great, and Fahey's so great in it that I believe why C. Thomas Howe would do all the stuff that he yeah. does, you know. Exactly, you see, you know, Mark Goddard's ways. It's just yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think we've talked a lot about the sweeper in in the early kind of part of the podcast where we always talk about PM and the sweeper, and I think our love for the sweeper is well known. So yeah. you know, it's a little. Not that it's surprising. Get swept that's not number up. one. They're gonna get swept too swept up in it, but uh, you know, the fact that it's not number one on the list yeah. might be a little surprising. But yeah. see what you, it's not. Again, it's not about the quality of the movie or how much we love it. It's about the Fahey factor. Yeah, it's such a great movie. It, it is. <laughs> I love I think, the. Oh, go ahead. No, please. I was gonna say I think you guys have it as your number one PM, right? Yes, or I think so. Earlier that or Last Man Standing, but I think The Sweeper made it number one. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's the type of movie that if someone was unfamiliar with 90s DTV, you'd show them this. And because it's yeah. such a great exemplar of uh, of the best of 90s DTV action. Yeah. So if, it's not something really stupid for uh, uh, no subject. Exemplar Templar. 
It's like uh, go on. <laughs> so it would be one of these Templar movies. It right. would, uh, who would be in the movie? Jeremy Irons. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he's like the head Templar. He's a Templar, but there's another like a younger Templar. He's an exemplar Templar. And he's maybe, like very yeah. well behaved, and he's the exemplar for everyone else. Yeah. But maybe, then something happens. And... Exactly. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think of a younger person today. Well, I have a Gerard Butler. Sure. Yeah, because he's like older but wiser, but he's an exemplar Templar. Okay. So it's like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the other person who has to be in that, um, yeah. I don't know what the guy's name is, like, who is in, uh, is it, is it Michael Campion? Is that his name? It's not, Cha- oh. it's, I don't think it's Champion. I think it's like Campion or something like he's that. He's like a fighter but, guy, right? Right. Like he's, he's like this, like overly, like, like he's, I think he's Canadian, but he plays like this, like kind of sophisticated. Um, Was he in the Swordsman with the, Lamas? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's in the Swordsman as um, like, I don't know, like, yeah, he's like, like he, he's he's the guy who like runs like all the bad stuff, right? Like he runs the, the 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 underground sword fighting thing, but he's like the other immortal, right? Another person that could memory. be in this movie is yes. Jonathan Reese Myers Davies. Davies. Oh, yes. John Reese Davies. Jonathan yeah. Reese Davies. Well, I think Jonathan <laughs> Reese Myers. Yeah, or Davies. He could be in both. He could both be uh, in it. Both I'm talking about the portly man with the beard. Right. Right? John, John Reese Davies. Yeah, John Reese yeah. Davies. You are yeah, an exemplar good. Templar. <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it actually it is Champion. I don't know why I thought it had uh-huh. to be Champion when it was. Uh, it was okay. Champion. Well, you're Michael just a Champion. huge fan of Jane Campion. Yes. Yeah. Right, that's what it was. That's <laughs> yeah. right, that's right, yeah. It's not Jane Champion, it's Jane Campion. No. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so um, moving on to I number have... one. Who? Wait, so you... Matt's number one? Matt's number one, yeah. Oh, right, okay, so my number one is... Is, fast, by the way. Yeah, yes. well, time flies when you're talking about pay. Time flies when you're having pay fun. Yeah. So my number one is the underground. Yes, uh-huh. mine too. Okay, okay. I, oh, I have a see, match. Yeah, so a match and a number one match at that. Number one. Uh, it's match been a while since this has happened. If it's mm-hmm. ever happened, I don't know. I think more often than not, we think we have a number one match when we're talking about yes, it, and then we get yes. into the, the show and discover that we're not even close. Or yeah, yeah, I, mean, I like that too. It's funny. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's like I'll often be at number five, and you're like, "Oh, wow, that's your number five? Oh, yeah, yeah. and then you know, <laughs> then we get to the end, and it was like that was your number one, and so, um, yeah, finally a, a super match, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it is a super match because yeah, uh, it was uh, one of our greatest BM movies. Yeah, <laughs> well, because it's fun. We're talking about the fun factor. This is yeah, just this is a pure, pure fun. Yeah, pure fun factor. Amazing <sighs> plot. As all of our favorites, Brian James. <laughs> yep, Brian. I, I mean, yeah, where do you start with this? Right on. I mean, right? I mean, well, it's, it's B-R-I-O-N. How would you pronounce it? But how do you say Brian? I mean, we, we talk about Brian James on this we, podcast. We how about, wait, we should do a Brian James episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could. You could definitely do a good one for him. I have to think of a silly title. Yeah. yeah. Brian the March. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No one's on the march. The, it's like, yeah. Yeah. The World belt of O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. Wait, what's that, Matt? I didn't hear you. O'Brien's belt instead of Orion's belt. Um, oh, O'Brien's really? belt. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> belt. Uh, but, you know, yeah, yeah maybe. Well, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it goes anyway. the tune of this, the title of this episode. <laughs> well, hooray he for Fahey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't not sure how I'm going to spell that, but we'll work well, that well, out I later. I showed you the spelling, right? It's like, uh, it's like right, but you might need to show me that. E-Y <laughs> for Fahey, you know. Uh, well, Hooray yeah. for Fahey. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, but the underground. This is another yes. movie you could show someone yeah. who wants to see the more like fun side of it. Familiar, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, there's certain movies they're action oriented, but they're dark. You know, like um, uh, even though I love it, the Universal Soldier. Um, uh, Regeneration. What's Regeneration. It, it's a fantastic movie, but it's very dark. I don't this, think, yeah, that's not a good starter movie for, for right, new it might be off-putting fans. to people yeah. this on the other hand it's amazingly st- that's what's so great about the action genre is it's so multifarious you know it could yeah. it could hold all these things it, this is also definitely an action movie no oh, yeah. question but it's totally different from a movie like regeneration it's it's like sunny and fun and has this kind of upbeat fun feel and it's, it's a nice silly. Fun tone yeah it's not afraid to be silly and funny and it's just it's really a fun time yeah yeah and, and i mean obviously you know this is the fahey podcast but i think gregory scott cummins yes. as yeah. as like the baddie you know, one of the things I think John Cross has talked about this with um, Action USA is that you, we kind of forget like kind of how much of a schlub his hero is. Like he's just, you know, kind of always bumbling and getting beaten up and all this kind of stuff. But he, he can play like a comedic role as a baddie. And so he's playing this like comedic baddie. And then Fahey as the hero is it's almost like with Fahey as the hero, it's almost like he wants to just solve this crime and like do a good job as a cop. And he's just like pulled into this web of ridiculousness about yeah. the you know the the sampling. Of, what was the group called? The Vegas Disco? The Las Vegas Disco Connection. Disco Connection. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like, you <laughs> I know, don't remember that. Oh, how could I forget? It's, <laughs> the plot of the movie is that this kind of i don't want to say washed up but basically in their minds they're like a washed up disco band and they're so angry that these modern day rappers are sampling their old songs they go on like a murderous rampage (laughs) and faye he has to stop them i mean whoever came up with that is pure genius that you get some sort of award more people need to know about this movie this should be a great one for vinegar syndrome to release i would happily uh get another oh my god if this came out on tape you know? In instant purchase. If this came out on Blu-ray, of course I would buy this. It, it would be so great. They haven't put any PM movies out on Vinegar Syndrome. And, you know, so. I don't know if they have access to the PM library. I mean, interesting. I hope but they, they must be. They must be getting close because they've done, you know, all these Rothrock, you know, Jalal yeah. Murhai. They're so close. But and and Don the Dragon, Don the Dragon, so, right there. Yeah. yeah and, oh, and um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The one with uh, nut. Um, the one with Andrew Dice Clay. Um, oh, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes. So yeah. you know, they're they're they've done a lot of great movies in the genre, but I really yeah, they need to start doing these PMs. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one, it's like you look at the cover and Fahey's on the hood of a car. Yeah. And you just think like, okay, that's like it's like okay, what what is that like? What you know what what does that mean in the movie? But it's like from a PM standpoint, just being on the hood of the car is like. It's like awesome. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like just the start of it. You know, like, it's just like, that's like, you know, it's just right. like, like, being on the hood of the car is just like, like, like kind of, you you know, a, a Tuesday for PM. <laughs> right. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> right. But they take it they to another done the level. Flip, yeah. Like that scene just goes on and it's just like, yeah. fr- you know, um, yeah, it, this was like, I don't even know. I, I, I feel like this might make my top. I don't know if this was my top 10 of PM flicks, but it must it should have been. been. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so. But I mean, PM had so many great ones. I guess maybe that too. That gives you a sense of like how. Yeah, there's, how do you choose? Uh, right, right, exactly. But it's just it's 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 
for PM, it's like just such a, a standard, just fun, like it's just like a fun action. I mean, and and it does like I don't know that this works without Fahey as the lead. Mm, uh, that's a good point. You need Fahey. And and with the contrast with Gregory Scott Cummings, you know, it's kind of like the the yin and the yang of of the underground. But it's the cover I have. It's on VHS. It's just this huge explosion, and Jeff Fahey and his partner are running away from it. But see, that's, that's the thing. It's a little. <laughs> The the box art is a little standard. It's kind of like if you were and in a video st- title. Yeah, and the title. So if you just saw a movie that was called The Underground and it had a kind of generic <laughs> title, you would never know how great and wacky and fun this movie is. So, you know, I think that might have hurt it, like yeah. in the video store time. It's like where the sweeper. Yeah. It's like, wait, the sweeper? This is not like a broom? Yeah, well, that too. But yeah, I mean, so a lot of the PM movies, as much as we love them, whoever was doing the box art, uh, a lot of the time didn't really do like, that great a yeah, job. The box art on the sweeper is not great either. No. I mean, or even yeah. one of the best, no. Last Man Standing. It's just like a, a pretty much a giant close up of um, a Wincott. And yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't, it, it needs a little more. Um, to get across how great yeah, these movies are. Yeah, it's a recoil, too. It's like, you don't really see Gary Daniels. He's, like, in the shadows. It's kind of cool. But, I mean, like, what is, was Recoil my number one? I love Recoil. That was yeah, that's recoil. definitely my number one PM. Wait, um, we've done Daniels, right? And t- we've done so uh, many podcasts now. I, I think, think we, yeah, we must was, I don't remember if that was your number one Daniels or I think if you had one of the be. other three R's. We had the three R's. The three R's. Not reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, yeah. What is it, Brett? Rage, Riot, and Recoil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ray Leonard as Batman Riot. Yeah, I was trying to remember if you had one of the other three R's as above Recoil. I can't remember, but... I don't um, know. I feel like we probably would have done Recoil. Because Recoil has everything that you want in a movie. Yeah, maybe that was another time when we had the same number one. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Okay, yeah. well, Gary. It's so hard to remember when we did that. I'll have to look in the file and see when we did that one. I think that Gary Daniels one, if I'm right about that one, I think we had like almost entire overlap except for like one movie or something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, so we must have amazing. done the Daniels podcast. Yeah, I think it did on <laughs> so. your show. We did oh, online, yeah. yeah. We did, did it a while back. I'll have to take a look at it. But I, I almost want to say that, that like we were pretty – crazy like like i think like i, I think we both had blood I, like the order might have been different but i think we had like i i think Almost i had cold time. harvest on mine and i don't think you had cold harvest i think you had oh, a yeah different... that that sounds right but yeah. everything else was like the same which is i think so I think we... without saying anything yeah so. <laughs> i know trimble we we did four out of five i think trimble was definitely a four out of five like we all Love we had trimble yeah, and that Trimble. was on your podcast. Yeah, Jack oh, B. Yes. Trimble, yeah. <laughs> only, uh, only we could come up with such a wacky episode well, name. Well, yeah. this is a wacky one. Hooray he for Fahey. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like that's a good and appropriate no, title. Like, I don't think we could come up with a better one. I think that's the one. Now, do we yeah. want to hear chat GPT's list or do you want to do yeah. other mentions? Yeah, I could. Well, the other thing, too, is I looked at my I looked at my top 10 p.m. on, on okay, Letterboxd that I had and it didn't make my top 10. And, oh, wow. Okay. But actually looking at the other ones. Wow. So the only one that I think people would argue with is Living to Die. Um, the, the, Wings the Wings. The Wings. Yeah. And that's just like a personal favorite. So, yeah, that's that's like a personal one. But the other ones on the list, I mean, Zero Tolerance, Hologram yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Last Man Standing, Skyscraper, uh, Rage, T-Force. I mean, that yeah. one, maybe you can make a case that maybe this is better. You know, you put this above T-Force. But then I also had A Dangerous Place, which that might mm. be the one that, too, where maybe I'm a little bit too – maybe The Underground, maybe that's one where I could put that one. The, the Dangerous yeah. Place is number 10 for me. It's a great movie. You know? I, yeah. yeah, I do totally get why Dick you put Van Dangerous Place. Absolute best. Yeah. 
a Corey Feldman. I wish they had like a scene. They don't think they have a scene together, Dick Van Patten and Corey Feldman. No, no, uh, no. Oh, no. The principal didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, no, right, but they never got called into the principal's office. Only, only um, Aaron Ted Gray Jan. got called into the principal's office. And, but, I, don't think, but, I don't think maybe Ted Jan too, right? Yeah, Ted Jan, exactly, yeah. Because the only time Nico was one in the principal's office. <laughs> but not Corey Feldman, who's a student. Like, right. Right. And the only time he stands, the only time Dick Van Patten stands throughout the entire movie is when Aaron Gray comes in the room because as, you know, as, as um, you, know, pol- you know, to be polite, he has to stand to welcome her into his office. If they decide to do it where he, it, uh, instead of being a widow, it was a widower or like a single father, if Ted, you know, if Ted Jane Robinson had a single father, Van Patten never would have stood the entire movie. It would have been I know. A, a, a missed opportunity for a total sit down. Yeah. yeah I think- I, you know, Mickey Rooney was a complete sit down. That's role. the best yes. example yeah. of a sit down. Yeah, that's a full. I mean, granted, he, he, a normal person probably couldn't stand up in a limo, but he could have <laughs> well, because he's Mickey thing, Rooney. Yeah, as you so mentioned he, before, yeah, he, he could have done it, but he didn't. So that that <laughs> makes it the perfect, dare I say, exemplar of, yeah. <laughs> of a of a sit down role and the 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 sit down role that all others are judged by. Yeah, that one that that, that is the the completely because like I you know Eric Roberts he. With all of the movies he has, he probably there, there must be one out there that is maybe maybe people listening can 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 write in and give us a mm-hmm. you know example of one because most of the time he 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 does most of his his work sitting down but there's always like that one scene where either he's like standing on a rail overlooking um you know a city or, or a forest or something <laughs> right. you know yeah. or like like in skin traffic where it was like I think it was the, the deal was like he's gonna have to get a plane home anyway yeah. so let's do a scene in the airplane hangar mm-hmm. to get a second set you know a location for him see see the the modern day version of a sit-down role is you appear on a screen yes. yeah, yeah so like you'll be on like Skype or whatever right. facetime so you're on some sort of screen that's like the the 21st century equivalent of a sit yeah. down yeah which and eric meeting? roberts has done about go to meeting a go to meeting yeah they, they got lost in the in the shuffle and all this yeah, right. and i'm not sure when zoom jumped ahead of go to meeting so go to meeting is way yeah. better way. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, right. as a living ad for go to meeting it's fantastic right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now is the time when you drop in your live read. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'll be right back after our sponsors. Go to meeting. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's fooled by that, but we're just kidding. We have no, we, no, have, we have no ads, uh, and uh, we have no plans to. Ad. I don't think anyone, any advertising people, well, any companies would want us. So, uh, do you not want to be in the office today? Do you want to just talk to people? Go to go to meeting.com. It's like. <laughs> Eric Roberts might be on it. Yeah, so you never know. If I go to my of, PC. I, that would be kind of a funny idea, though. I, I mean, it would take like some production oh, work, but like exactly. create like fake ads that you put in your podcast, like you no. know, like. Oh, I thought you were thinking of having a movie about only people on Zoom. So it would be oh, Eric Roberts, Dick well, Van Patten. They, they kind of done that with those. Burt Reynolds. And oh, William only Baldwin. people on Zoom. Okay, only people, or Bruce Willis maybe. So yeah. There's the people. There's like the horror movie. Is it Unfriended? Where oh, Unfriended, like, yeah. But it'll be like the uh, kind of, I will not say the word lazy, but let's say yeah. don't want to be there actors. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's very different from lazy. I'm glad you yeah, made that I, distinction. I, I, um, it's roundabout where it's not saying lazy. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, so we got to talk about Jet GPT's list, right? Or oh, honorable G- mentions. Which, which one do you want to do? I could uh, go either. So for me, for honorable mentions, it really is kind of more his like his. his yeah, like, his I, I think stuff. I think Machete parts. is probably like the biggest honorable. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. He had a nice role in that. Yeah. So it was nice to see. Hey, Jeff B. Yeah. And then I have uh, Lawnmower Man, Body Parts, and The Sweeper. 
Just oh, body parts for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and Lawnmower Man, it's funny. I was thinking about that too because I think for Fahey, because it, it kind of puts him on the map, like you, you can't avoid it. But it is kind of funny, like reading about it and also looking like at the at the the, the graphics that were used in it. Um, <laughs> I think the thing I forgot was like just how like wide eyed the cartoon, you know, like the the um, the virtual reality cartoon was. Like he just kind of looked like kind of like he's almost like these crazy eyes, you know, like the whole time. Um, I kind of forgotten about that. That like he just kind of. Um, you know, he's like, ah, oh, I don't know, like his eyes were like bulging well, out of his head. What's really funny, though, if you go on IMDb and look up Jeff Faye, he's not known for the Lawnmower Man movie. He's known for the Lawnmower Man game. Yeah. I think there must be a glitch. Well, I wonder, too, because <laughs> yeah. so Stephen King, from what I, I heard about this, so apparently, because I, I don't know enough about Stephen King's books. I've never really read read his stuff, oh. but apparently this has nothing to do with the. Um, no, that's the, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, as a Stephen King fan. Um, that's correct. So it's like a short story. They made this movie. They gave it that title, but it has nothing really to to do with the original short story. And I, and the sequel sequels, right? There's right. two There's sequels. Isn't What's there? There's oh no, I'm thinking one. of the fact that it has two has two different subtitles. Two titles. Job's yeah. War and Beyond Cyberspace. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, which we'll be watching soon. We'll report back. But yes, um, we will. <laughs> but yeah, no, it has nothing to do with with anything uh, as far as Stephen King, but. Yeah, but according to the trivia on IMDb, he he told them to remove his name from mm. the film, and they said no. So he sued them, and um, not only did they have to pay him like ten grand, but they also had to pay all the full profits to him. So, <laughs> so he made out well, right? So anytime that movie made any money, he he gets the money for it. And so I wonder, like, if the video Poor game Jeff. doesn't count the same way. Because um, a video game might not. And, and oh, maybe, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. and maybe, maybe that point. has to do with how how it, it's shown on IMDb. I don't know, but um, I just thought there was some sense. funny glitch in the like. Well, you know, Lawnmower Man, but oh, the game. Well, it's like he <laughs> basically, you know, it's, it's based on three words by Stephen King. Basically, he came up with the term "the Lawnmower Man," and that's it, yeah. nothing else. And then they're like, okay, well, well Stephen King's the Lawnmower Man. And it's like, yeah. Wow, that must have been an easy job for old King because. <laughs> Three words is all they took from that. <laughs> well, I think they were just he was they were just going to be paying for the rights to the book until he was like, no, you need to take my my um my name off of this because it's not my that's not my story. And when they said no and he sued them, it was kind of like, well, you know, might have been better. You know, I wonder, too, because um, this is this is New Line, right? Um, yes. So I wonder if that was part of the deal with them kind of going under if like, you know, they lost out all the profits on a movie like this. Cause I mean, I mean, it made for time, money. You know, yeah, right. It's like 30, $30 million. I think it made, um, in the theater for, for that time. That's like, you know, uh, a good movie. That's, you know, no, yeah, that's, yeah, it is. I mean, that's especially the nice tidy profit, <laughs> depending on what the budget was, but then obviously it did well enough to warrant a sequel. Yeah. Like, uh, hopefully an amazing sequel that will be known forever as a classic. <laughs> they, we don't know. Yeah. They had so much confidence in it, they changed the subtitle. So Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the one I have is Job's War. I think it's beyond cyberspace in the theater. Yeah. yeah. And they changed it to Job's War for for video. Yeah. That's, okay. Well, uh, this is Job's War. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> Oh, so I'm I'm excited to hear uh, Jeff Fahey's Jack okay. and D-list. So so here is the one when I just said, can you tell me the five best Jeff Fahey movies? And of course it, it said certainly with an exclamation point. Um, it did say opinions on best in quotation parts could vary, but these are five notable <laughs> ones. So they tell me five notable ones to check out. So their number five was Planet Terror. Um, okay. Oh, number, yes, I, I love yeah. Planet Terror. Yeah. yeah. Number four was Wyatt Earp. 
uh, three, Lawnmower Man. Number two was Body Parts. And then number one was the Clint Eastwood movie, White Hunter Black Heart from 1990. Oh. So those so, are all mainstream uh, Fahey's. Exactly. Yeah. So then I, I, I said, well, what about direct-to-video? Can you give me the five direct best <laughs> direct-to-video? Um, so number five was The Eden Formula from 2006. <laughs> uh, have, have you okay. seen this one? I have not. I think no. about dinosaurs or something. Yes, yes. It's yeah. it, uh, 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 uncovered extra trust. Oh, something about like uncovering some kind of. Uh, well, here's what it says. Um, he stars in the science fiction action as Dr. Harrison Parker, who embarks on a dangerous journey to un- uncover the secrets of an extraterrestrial artifact. While it may not have garnered widespread acclaim, it's an entertaining watch for fans of the genre. Oh, yeah. well, chat GBT says that. I, <laughs> well, I, I have to listen. <laughs> right. Um, number four was The Phantom from 2013, which um, has Ed Harris and David Duchovny as well. Oh, um, that's a submarine slog movie. Ah, uh, OK. Yeah. They they said it added to his his um his depth of, to the film. Or oh, depth. His, his character good. added depth. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't even think of that. They, they didn't this put guy's quotes, funny but... to chat GBT. I think even the writers are in trouble. <laughs> right. That kind of humor. <laughs> Um, so number three was the hit list. I don't remember that one with um. Oh, uh, I just got that. Yancey on Butler. VHS, um, yeah, and James Coburn. Yes, and Coburn. Yeah. So you know, this is an interesting one because I think it, it it is one that like I think could have made one of our lists and we would you know wouldn't have been like a complete surprise. So I kind of I kind of see why they 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 would have put that on here, especially if you're ChatGPT and you're pulling like information from everywhere. This is probably one that would have gotten a lot of um. That's a actually lot of, pretty good choice from ChatGPT. Yeah, right. ChatGPT is rivaling our lists. I mean, yeah, yeah. like actually somehow it's well, better. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but, but, no, but they they, they kind of lose it a bit when we talk about the DTV. Okay. So so number two is Dark Man three. Die Dark Man die. Okay. Um, they said he delivers an engaging performance as the tormented hero seeking revenge, which is not really what happens, right? <laughs> That's wrong. But yes, yeah, right. So they kind of they, they kind of miss up. So we, we have one, so the, the the movie choice is probably good, but the actual description of it is bad. Yeah. Well, um, but it's kind of like the AI in a nutshell. It's like it's a little off. You know? Yeah. And then they tell us that Machete counts as so Machete's their number one, and they say, Aye, "That's fair." Even though it had a limited theatrical release, it gained popularity through home video. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's why they describe that as. Oh, no, that's why they say it counts. ChatGPT, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny about ChatGPT. It's kind of doing like I do, where I'm like, "Oh, for direct to video, if it made 10 million or more in the theater, then it then it counts." Or you know, I reviewed it because it was like I think it was like a wild card post or something like that. Like that's why I made it like an extra post, but. Um, yeah, so even ChatGPT is finding ways to like determine like when what what counts as a direct-to-video movie. <laughs> wow, we're gonna be out of business soon. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like they're gonna take over this podcast, your podcast. It's like we're gonna have to start doing Chat commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Like, I, I had ChatGPT write my um write, not write my but write a um a review for um, Robo Vampire. Um, and then okay. I, I, you know, I wrote my own and I could definitely say chat GPT I mean, chat GPT does a good enough job, right? That if you were like, wanted to create your own review site now, if you were someone who wanted to start your own review site and you didn't want to write the reviews, you wanted to have chat GPT do it. Chat GPT could write reviews that are good enough that like people would look at it and be like, okay, this person knows enough of what they're doing, but like the kind of like the soul that makes like a review good, like, like, you know, like for example, the, the review that you guys did on the triangle, 
Yes. Right. ChatGPT is not going to come up with some of the things that you guys did in that that makes it so entertaining, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, like like me talking about, like, what the best McDonald's are in movies. Yeah, like, I love you know, when like you a, do that. It's like, right. <laughs> here comes yeah. McDonald's and yeah. it's like, over. <laughs> yeah, ChatGPT is not going to mention that there's a, another McDonald's and a Seagal movie. So, so like, those kinds of things, I don't think we have to worry about, like, okay, I mean, maybe down the road, maybe, but I don't know. But but it is interesting, like, the, you know, like reading that review, because I, I posted that review on my Facebook and, uh, and Twitter, um, you know, posted screenshots of that review it i mean it, it is good enough in the sense of like this looks like somebody writing a good you know a review for a, a direct you know like like somebody who's like like just wanting to start out and just kind of do this kind of thing you know you could have a chat gpt review site that like people would come to like it would you know it would pull up in search engines and people would look at it and be like hmm that that's enough to tell me whether i want to watch this movie or not you know like it, it, it an interesting idea interesting. for a website would be like you take a movie you write a review and you have chat gpt do it and then they're both there right, and then you can right. kind of compare I, that might be kind of interesting yeah yeah but but it is kind of like you talk about us being replaced like it it is in that sense that like it you know if somebody wanted to just do chat gpt they could get away with it. Like, you know, I think like you, we, you might be able to catch on that it's chat GPT that's writing it. You know, like, like you, you, you know, if you, if you, you, maybe after a certain number, maybe you start to think like, okay, it is. But to be honest, I, th I think someone could pull it off. Like, I think someone could just do a chat GPT website and, you know, I don't know, if, you know, if they probably get some screens or something like that, but, you know, just sign up for a blogger account and just like type it in and copy and paste. And I, I think like in that sense, like someone could, you know, I, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what successful would be for something like that. Like, you know, like if they get enough views that maybe they start getting ads or something like that, which, I, you know, none of us really have ads that we you know pay for our sites. So we're all paying out of pocket. But yeah, in that sense, like it could be we, we could be replaced enough, if that makes sense. Like, I think, you know, people people if one of us tried to do a chat GPT review on our site, people would look at it and be like, who is this? Did you have somebody else yeah, write your, your review for you? Well, like, as long as you give it credit, like at the end, yeah. it would say by chat gpt and then right. like, just, just treat him right. or it like any other writer <laughs> yeah so as long as you give him credit i think right. that's okay yeah <laughs> but i think i think people that go right. to our sites would look at that and be like I, i'm not going to this site anymore you're like like you know like they it wouldn't this be entertaining fell off. Yeah. Right. yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah. if someone started from the beginning maybe but now that yeah. they've come uh, you know become accustomed to the way we write reviews yeah i think they yeah. would notice if they we yeah. switched over yeah, exactly. Um, so there's still a, there's still a soul that needs to be in these reviews. But yes. there's no there's no soul in Jack GPT yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just someone has to watch Dan Cortez beating Luke Perry over the head with a two by four. Someone yeah. we have and to that, do that. We had to do that. So <laughs> yes, and we exactly. did it for our art. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is funny though. Like if I had used ChatGPT to do my list for for Fahey without like actually like paying attention to, because like like I said, I hadn't seen Darkman three yet, so I don't I didn't know exactly how it worked. But can you imagine like if I come in with that list and I'm like, yeah, you know, Fahey's great in the, as the hero, and you're like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we would have said, hey, no, yeah, wait, wait, what do you mean? He's a villain, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right, you don't villain, yeah, villain. Yeah. Did you did yeah. you even see this? Did you? You know, it's like can't, you're like, getting you're so angry. That's right, what like, these kids are doing these days with their papers. They're probably you know cheating and yeah. having them write their For essays notes, chat yeah. GPT notes. Well, in, in that sense, it really works. Because I was thinking about like when I was in high school, you know, the World Wide Web was first starting. And I remember I had to do a paper on um, In Cold Blood by, by Truman Capote. Yes. And um, I just started like, you know, 
searching uh, on the web, you know, and I found like these people who were just like obsessed with Capote that wrote these big long things about In Cold Blood. I just took pieces from it and my teacher gave me an A, you know, and <laughs> he wouldn't have known anywhere like how to search. You know, like, he wouldn't have known. Exactly. That was like, great. You stayed yeah. all that time because you can watch movies instead. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like... I don't even think search engines would have been able to pick that up. Like he would have had to do the same digging I did, which to be honest, too, like. It's it's possible with the amount of digging that I did, like I it probably would have been easier just to write the paper. Like, yeah, what's well, true? Yeah. No, like you gotta go like to page, page twenty. They never go to page twenty. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, I so in that sense, it might have been easier just to write it. But but like ChatGPT now, it's like I I could probably type into ChatGPT. You know, can you write me? You know, I don't know whatever the word count was that the teacher wanted. Can you give me fifteen hundred words on on oh, in cold great. blood? Yeah, I mean, so if you're talking about in cold blood, I would recommend people actually read it. Oh yeah, well, it's well, really so really me, good. I read the book, right? Yeah. But my teacher was just like the way he, he like he, he like when I read papers, like cause I remember this, this actually happened. I can't remember one of the books we were doing. Uh, maybe it was um the Scarlet Letter. And I remember like the you know you you read the chapter and then he would give us a quiz and you you, know, you have to answer five questions. And I remember I did not pick up the things that he thought were important and I failed the first quiz. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, why am I failing these quizzes? You know, like, I'll, I'll read the book, but I went and got the cliff notes and used the cliff notes. And of course, with the cliff notes, I got perfect uh, answers on <laughs> yeah. all the tests after that. So. Right. So that kind of defeated the purpose. I thought that story was going to end with him giving you like a scarlet F on your shirt yeah, yeah. or something because you, <laughs> no. you failed the test. In the, because, well, that's, you that's, were the new Hester. Right, exactly right. Yeah, he's gonna give me this car. No, but I was like, oh, so so like that's the thing with the In Cold Blood one. I was like, man, you know what I think is good about this book? I I don't think he's gonna like what I think is good. And I was like, why why you know why don't I just copy and all this stuff here? And you know, because yeah, I think I had read it a couple years before actually. I'd read it somewhat before that too. So that was the other thing too. I was like, do I want to reread it? Um, well, that's the thing. Yeah, that but, was here, but here's the, here's the real bottom line. Do yeah, you have that? a Truman Capote impression? <laughs> I. Boy, that's a good. I, I don't know. Like, would be like, like the um, like, wow, oh, yeah, right. like, is that, is that kind of like, like yeah. I wish our buddy Anthony was do. here because he I has a great one. I want to hear him do the book reading because that, that's going to be a, a long time. It's yeah. like, it, was a, it was it was yeah, in New yeah. York City. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that. It's, I'm sorry. This just sound like Owen Wilson the whole time instead. It's like, wow, in column blind, wow. It's like, it's like, well, but I, I'll always let the. No matter what his voice sounds like, I'll always love uh, Truman Capote for what he said about on the road and Jack Kerouac. Do you know this what quote? Do you, what do you, what no. do you, you want to do with his voice? Well, I'd, <laughs> I'd ruin it. I'll show okay. my own voice first and we'll okay. see how it goes, which is that's not writing. That's typing. <laughs> which I thought is a really great literary slam against yeah. Kerouac. But that's not writing. That's typing. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> See, you have a Truman Capone impression. That's okay, I mean, it's really an impression of Anthony's impression, but yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta ask him about that, I will. Oh, you've never heard him do it? I, not really. I, I never had did. a chance to ask him, but I don't think about Truman Capone all the time. Well, well, well there's your problem. I mean... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... That's a, that's an that's a, an impression that almost never comes out, right? I, I guess it would be like if like you know if you if you're thumbing through the channels and you're like, oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is going to be on, you know, that's like, oh, well, you know, hey, it's time for you to do your impression. And um, yeah, <laughs> or right. when there's Mickey Rooney, I can't do the Mickey Rooney out. version. Brother. Well, you can't do that. That's racist. So uh, <laughs> you'll be canceled if you do that. But yeah, I can't uh, do that one. But it was like when Capote and right. what's the other one? Um, oh boy, the called, like oh, notorious infamous. or something. Infamous. infamous they yeah. came out around the same time. It's like, no Truman Capote movies. 
two Truman Capote movies. This is this is working out well. He's like the new Steve Prefontaine. Right. Or Volcano right. and Dante's Peak or Deep right, right. Armageddon, Bugs Life, Ants. Yeah, it's a like... lot of examples in Hollywood of that. And and so much so, I think that they even have a name for it. I, I think, oh, uh, Olympus Has Fallen, White House Down. Yeah, that's another good one. Another but I think is in Hollywood lingo, like that you might see in Variety or something, I think they have a name for that, where it's like there's no like movies about a certain vision. subject. Yeah, it's like double, I forget, I forget what it is. Ask GPT what it is. What's the term that you use when you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it was the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. Yes, that was right. Capote, and then yeah, I think Capote Capote Infamous. To- oh right, okay. Infamous. 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 Yeah, because th- th- I think oh, that was to- part oh, of it. Toby um, Jones. Uh, Toby Jones. Well, that's actually really good casting. That is good casting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he always the, the same role now. That guy. He is a harried scientist. He's short. <laughs> he's kind of an oddish Fisher Stevens oh. face head. Well, the, and it's like I like well, him. I'm saying he, he plays a lot of the same characters. Well, now. like in the mist, he's like a grocery bagger. Yeah, it's like you know, really? He's like sixty. He's like fifty-five years old in that movie. It's like I just oh. feel bad. Well, well he's good. He's good. Look, look like a schlub. He's good. <laughs> yeah, but 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 Truman Capote wasn't a schlub. He was. That's uh, true. He, he was a suave and sophisticated guy from what, but even though I but haven't seen either of now, the Capote movies, so I don't really know. The last bunch of Toby Jones movies I've seen is like he's plays the same role. That's just me. I just like. So you think he's typecast? Oh, he's absolutely typecast. That schlubby guy, right. number two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably wrap up soon. I mean, like, unless you want something else to say about Fahey. No, I, I mean, I think with Fahey, I think when we think of like this sort of direct-to-video guys. You know, right now, the thing with Fahey now, that the, the issue with him now is that he's like we were just talking about these sit down role things. He's doing a lot of these like five minute appearances in movies, you know, a lot of his stuff. I mean, skin traffic, he's barely in it. Um, there's yeah, one that yeah. he has now. I think it's a Tubi original with um with uh, Michael Jai White that, again, he's like barely in. I think it's called Dead Zone. Um, Let's look into that one. The two, oh, that sounds like a movie you have to watch for the. For the podcast it could be yeah i mean if we wanted to do a couple uh a couple uh what's his face yeah it's a tubi original dead zone um with it Michael could be Chai like a, an extra like kind of bonus fahey episode <laughs> right right yeah, yeah you guys should do that well he yeah. actually he's in two tubi originals because he's also the only thing is the other tubi original he's in fast vengeance the the dmx one <laughs> that's a long one it's like almost two hours long that's wow. outrageous for a dmx movie yeah i mean there's there can't be anything about that story that can't be told in 88 minutes or 80 minutes or whatever. Um, yeah. So, but but the old Fahey, that that 90s Fahey that you know that we've been talking about mostly on this on this podcast here. Right. That's top Fahey. Yeah. And you know a lot of these movies are are not easy to find unless you find them like on VHS because a lot of times like the DVDs are out of print or they're not on streaming. That's but an amazing I think, point. Yeah. Yeah. I think any of these that you can find, they're they're worth checking out. Like that that prime 90s Fahey. Yeah. Um, it's 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 always really good stuff. Yes, I would agree. And also, I uh, he was on I think the last to date uh, season of Justified, and he has a, a good role on that that I wanted to bring up. But I think everything else we said about Fahey is um, I would reiterate it and uh, second it and um, agree with it. I'll third so, it because we're too okay. This podcast. <laughs> um, so that's the end of the like, Fahey podcast. But let's talk about plugos yes, for yes. Matt. 
Yeah, plugging it up. Uh, the the <laughs> dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com, that's the main place to go to find everything. So um, links to the podcast are on there. Links to the novels that I have are on there. Um, links to social media. Everything's there on that website. So if you do dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com, that's the place to go. Uh, I am on Facebook at direct to video connoisseur That seems to be where, where there's more community. So like you know, in the past, I think we were talking about this with um with one of the movies. I don't know if it was Lethal Tender or one of those where where you had commented or I'd commented on the on the the, the blog post back in like you know 2011 oh, like, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I did that. What was that one we did? I, I don't remember. It was uh, I don't yes. I don't remember what it was. I don't, it was yeah, 2011. We, yeah, yeah, it was some. Oh, was it, was it the base or was it? It was it might have been the base. Yeah. Yeah. Which you just recently rewatched, right? I rewatched it and I got Tim Abel to respond, the villain of the base. It's like great, thanks for. I said you rocked in the base, and he said, "Yeah, cool, thanks." <laughs> yeah. So I got three a bell response. Yeah, Tricky Dacascos and Paul Tricky, and Tim Abel all commented about me talking about the base. So yeah. that's awesome. That's like yeah. them three main stars of the base are like, yeah, talking three main about stars. the base. That would come up as when you watch the movie. It'd be those three people first. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. great. That is awesome. Yeah, I yeah I I I think that was the one you'd mentioned that you you so like just kind of right about way to say like generally people don't comment on the on the post anymore but they will comment yeah. on the Facebook page so that's where that's where, where more of yeah. the community is for that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, but you know the podcast it's on kind of all your main podcatchers. Um, you know the novels the most recent novel is uh, Holtman Arms. Uh, you can get that on on Amazon either through Kindle or or paperback. Um, there is uh, right now just to kind of give people a heads up. I think in June, late June, they're upping the price on like the the cost for for printing the novels. I'm not going to up the price of the novels though if you buy okay. them on paperback. So you're going to stay 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 twelve ninety nine. So um yeah, but um but yeah, but that's a good, but, that's a good you, deal. Thanks for doing that. You know? Yeah, exactly. But if you do Kindle, it doesn't matter. Kindle's always going to be you know four ninety nine, well, and it, it yeah. The it's Kindle like, too has arrived according to Barnes <laughs> that was Noble. the big banner on yeah. Amazon. <laughs> was, like, was it Amazon or Barnes and Noble? Oh no, that's um, no, that was Nook. Nook. The Nook, the Nook is Barnes and Noble. Yeah, you you get hit with that the moment you walk into a Barnes and Noble. There's yeah, like the, yeah. The, the Nook like station and yeah i walk a nook yeah well yeah that's true they see that might be their major problem is they kind of hammered the nook a bit too much i mean let people come to the nook on their own yeah like a good book yeah like like nooks and crannies of thomas's english muffins well because the thing too with with barnes and noble it's interesting because people talk about blockbuster and like sort of like the blockbuster nostalgia and how like they got killed out by streaming. But it's interesting because Barnes and Noble has sort of seen a resurgence because people like physical books again. And they're going to Barnes and Noble to get like actual books to read instead of doing it on the Kindle. It is kind of funny how Barnes and Noble has survived in a way that that blockbuster didn't um, that, you know, blockbuster. I think part of the reason is because blockbuster is just it was such a bad place to go to rent movies that. You know, people didn't want to bother with it. And I guess the other thing, too, is like when you buy a book at Barnes & Noble, you bought it. Like you own it. It's not like when you go to to Best Buy and you rent a movie, you got to make sure you bring it back at a certain time. And and they're going to give you a hard time about late fees and stuff. So I mean, Blockbuster, not Best Buy. Blockbuster, that's right. Blockbuster, yeah. yeah. Barnes & Noble had late fees. You bought the book, (laughs) but you still have to pay for it back. Yeah. So it's actually a library. It's not a bookstore. That's that's interesting. (laughs) That's probably why Barnes & Noble could never do the Blockbuster approach, right? Because, again, the library is always going to be there. Well, I think most people go to Barnes & Noble and read the whole book and then leave. So yeah, which they like, could do. You sit down at the cafe, and no yeah. one's going to stop you. You get, you, know, yeah. you, get your, you get your coffee. You get maybe a piece of pie or something. It's perfect. Yeah, well, I looked up what. Oh, go ahead, please. I was going to say because don't they always tell you at the cafe like, hey, you can pay for your book here if you want, and you got to be like, 
I'm not sure if I want it yet. I'll, I'll, yeah, I need I'll to just read go down. a couple more chapters. Yeah. Well, and you could certainly do that with a magazine. Like if you oh, yes. Yeah. You know. I read all my guns and ammo magazines. <laughs> yeah. So that like... seems to be the one that's always there. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you can walk in the magazine, you have guns. Guns, like guns. It was always guns. It was like. <laughs> um, but I looked up what is the difference between a nook and a cranny. Oh, it's, so a nook, last minute education here. Yeah, let's, let's... a nook is a corner and cranny is a crack refers to a small and out of the way location. Oh, OK. Object. Yeah, that makes sense. OK, because I thought cranny was like some sort of like weird food or something, a nook and a cranny. Well, I can see why, like, like a cranberry. Like... Yeah, I think no cranberry. So it's like, so mm-hmm. oh, we've got to, we have to do plugs. Um, <laughs> come up into the dot. I'm getting whiplash I, over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, now. I want to, as a joke, I want to say come up into the dot geocities. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's come you up don't want to confuse people. I already screwed it up last time we did. I know, I know, com. It's not dot com. It's come it's up into the dot net. Dot net. And then we're on Twitter under Ty Comeuppance and Facebook under the website name. Ty Action Rocks Instagram. I posted Ark of the Sun God with Dave Warbeck. And you know, Indiana Jones knockoff. <laughs> so it's like, well, and uh, that's all the plugs we have. Well, thanks right. again for being on the show, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Um, uh, yeah. No, this was this was the one that I think you know um, you, you would you know you never know what you're going to get sometimes with these these top five lists. But I think mm-hmm. this one this Fahey list was uh, you know we, we you know we had a lot of variability, but it was, it was a fun Fahey list. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hear that. Thanks. Hey, it was fun. It was fun. Don't I mean, wrap it up. It's a lot of fun. It's like we had a lot of fun here today. <laughs> we had a lot of fun here today, but let's talk about something serious. Yeah, let's talk about right. a nook and a cranny. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I I have to get back into my cranny right now, so right. I have to go. And uh, well, uh, I don't know. I don't really. I just thought that might be a good closer. Um, uh, you guys go. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. So there were less llamas and mustaches than you would have originally thought.